This week's episode of the Stakers and Scuffs podcast has been presented in partnership with our friends at JRS Auctions. Also proud supporters of the Oscar Hot Rod and Modified Series, JRS Auctions is your go-to for amazing, exciting, fun treasures that could be yours today. Just register www.jrsauctions.com. You have July 5th, which is today at 9 a.m., which is before this podcast started, and you can go until July 9th at 2 p.m. Lots of amazing treasures, including cars, boats, art, decor, collectibles. I myself got to get that Hulk Hogan signed New World New World Order pop vinyl set. Absolutely love it. Star Wars collectibles, die cast, Coca-Cola collectibles, motorcycles, What? isn't at jrs auctions check them out proud supporter of the stickers and scuffs podcast hi this is mario andretti and you're tuned into cam Graydon and the team at stickers and scuffs podcast they're true canadian racing fans friends welcome back to the stickers and scuffs podcast ken k with you uh great bun is off tonight so we've got a new pinch hitter tonight it is wade yarrow coming in and uh pinch hitting for us tonight as guest co-host thank you so much wade appreciate it with the full throttle uh, motor speedway mug that's a uh, <laughs> badass uh <laughs> and we got our great uh our our amazing guest uh i'm really excited about this one got to chat with him actually on uh, joe mo media on the true north racing podcast and uh man i just i, I want to know more it is tyler hahn um of the oscar hot rod series and of the hot rods out at sunset speedway and uh our episode is of course partnered with jrs auctions so what a great fit to have tyler hahn tyler how are you doing tonight oh we're not doing too bad you know just uh just coming off a big weekend of racing you know so trying to relax a little bit getting some work yeah. done on the car yeah, kind of you had you had one hell of a, a weekend because he came away with the win. It didn't now, now the win on Saturday, the, the the win on Friday didn't really happen. But uh, we, we would be remiss without sending our best messages out to uh, best best wishes out to uh, Steve McCaw and his family. A very scary um, incident, and and Tyler for for you as a competitor, um, how were you able to put that type of a situation behind you and go out and race on Saturday? Well, it's kind of it's hard to to try to keep a situation like that at the front of your mind because that a situation like that can literally happen to anybody anytime you know um if a situation like that were to happen 
the best scenario to have happened is how it happened with Steve. You know, it wasn't going a hundred mile an hour down the backstretch into a corner. You know, it was under the like cool down lap. Like luckily nobody was around and you know, like it's just, it's unfortunate that it happened, but when it, when and where it happened, I think that's the best case scenario in that situation. You know, um, I met him the, for the first time that night. Even during the day, like we were running super hard together all day. Yeah, on a black. Oh, and uh, it's scary, man. Like my heart is out to him and his family. You know, like it's I hate to see anything like that happen. And for a guy that was running in, he finished second and had one hell of a race. And I, I didn't really know much of him either. Um, ahead of, ahead of this race, and I was blown away. I absolutely loved it. the car. Is beautiful too, and. Um, you know, thank God for for Derek Clark and the crew members that were down there to turn the accelerator off, and and all the people that jumped in. The medical team uh, literally saved um, his life, and and it's it puts into perspective, I think, for a lot of us. And and I think myself um, being a race fan and, and never having an, a a desire to get behind the wheel, you don't think about the risks as such on a short track. I will. Well, be, no. I will admit. I. I really. I never really did, because it's not yep. Talladega. It's not Daytona. Yep. It's not those really really fast racetracks. But you guys, it was hot. Yep. It was humid. The air air quality was bad out. You guys were under yep. some really intense conditions on Friday. How severe was it actually behind the wheel? It was hot. You know, like one big thing I'm about is drinking water all day. Like I force it in me. To the point where I'm almost going to be sick um, because I've been in situations where I've been dehydrated and and get heat stroke and all that. And that's not fun, you know. Especially when, and when we have two days of racing and both days are that hot. We had some rain and it just makes it so humid. Like the cars were, everybody's car was overheating in all divisions, you know. And it's just it's hard on the body, and you have to do what you have to do, you know. And like you don't know what any underlying health conditions that anybody has, including like myself or, or anybody else, you know, and when your body's going through that kind of stuff all day, that's kind of when those situations come out and, you know, unfortunate things happen. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the only thing. Uh, Johnny Perodzinski had a big crack at Sauble yesterday as well. Um, So uh, an SNS driver and that one to me as well, because we, I know him, and I've met yep. him, shook his yep. hand, interviewed him. Yep. That one really got me. And it's the first experience ever knowing a racer, like actually personally knowing somebody who's yeah. been involved in something like that. And I don't think, again, as a fan, you really realize the risk until you know somebody. Well, exactly. Is it even like even a family member or like even a friend, you know, everybody's here right now in front of you. But two minutes later, 30 seconds later, they could be gone, you know? So, like, you just kind of have to, like, the way I live my life is you kind of have to live every moment like it's your last anyway, you know, because you can't, you can't live the regrets, you know? And, like, like uh, with Steve there, you know, he was doing what he loved to do. Like, I talked to him earlier in the day, and he hasn't been out at the track, he said, I think 11 or 12 years. And he was having an absolute blast, you know? So, like, he was having a good day, and uh, we know the deal at Saul, but we know he was having a good day, too. Mm -hmm. he, was he was there having fun, doing his thing. He was fast. I was up there with my brother yesterday, 
And uh, I didn't, like, I was watching the race. I didn't see exactly what happened, but, like, you know, it's unfortunate, but, like, it's what it's what they love to do. That's what I love to do if it happens. And, like, it's just things happen so fast, you know. I, I would even say that the wreck wasn't, his wreck wasn't something that you would have thought that would have caused a an injury. But that's just how injuries happen. They, yeah. I mean, I, I would have never broken broken this elbow clean off. Uh, I wasn't playing sports. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything that was of the sort. I wasn't doing anything dangerous. I was walking to the terrain and yeah. stepped on uneven pavement and went right down on it and broke it clean off. Yeah. Injuries happen at the worst times. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Our, our oh. best wishes are, are going out to both of them, their families. Oh. It is it is a tough scene, but... Yeah. For you, Tyler, you got out there and you didn't win this race on the track, essentially. They then had a tech, a tech issue resulted yeah. in, in the win. You had some comments during your interview. Did you have a sense that something wasn't right? <laughs> well, I'm so, I, you know what? I, I, there's some things that just not about the guy in question or there's yep. some stuff could be said, but I think it's best left unsaid because that's just not who I am. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But the, the, my biggest problem is, is that like I work on my car minimum four hours a night. It doesn't matter how many out, like I work 12 hour days, eight hour days, 15 hour days. It doesn't matter. I still get time put in on my car every single day. And there's people out there that don't understand my racing program and they label me as a cheater, right? When I build a car, like if I took this video out to the shop right now, I could show you that I have a rule book in the top drawer of my toolbox. Okay. When I'm doing anything to the race car, when I'm building the race car, when I'm doing anything, that rule book is open and I'm building to the rules. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and my opinion is, you get caught cheating, even if you say you didn't know, you know, right? Um, and it's plain in the rule books. You know, I'm not going to say what, what it was. Everybody already knows what it was and all that stuff. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, if it's in the rule book that you're not allowed to have it, then, you're, then your label is cheating. So, you know, it's unfortunate that it happened because he had a good race. Um, I had a good race, you know. But it's just it is what it is, you know. So, so is the rule book for the sunset and the Oscar pot rods? Is it all the same, or is there different when you run Oscar and then when you run sunset? Uh, they they are the same uh, rule book. Um, just I believe sunset has a has a little different uh, rule book for the body, but uh, mechanical wise and chassis wise. I'm 99.9% .9 sure they're the same. Awesome. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about your car. What are you running for a chassis under that? So we have, uh, it's an old uh, Hooters Pro Cup chassis that uh, we had to modify a little bit with the front and rear clip and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's an old it's an old chassis. just works really good. So uh, in terms of that, Tyler, is is that interchangeable though? Like for for and you could run it in any others in, in a different type of series or is it only something you could run as a hot rod 
Uh, we would have to change a few things to run it in like, say, say we wanted to go uh, run a late model or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty much just the hot rod chassis. Hmm. Like tube, tube clip perimeter car. That's oh, pretty right. much and yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why, why did you choose the uh, the Pontiac Beaumont? Well, um, we just kind of liked the look of the Chevelle, right, when we built the car. And uh, we wanted to keep a Canadian. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, so the, the Beaumont's a Canadian Chevelle pretty much, right? So, and then we got a line on a, on a body that was sitting up in a swamp. So we just kind of went with it. I, I love the stories about this because it's we got to talking with Nick Clark about this. Yeah. And I love hearing where these cars came from because that's the most fascinating thing about the Oscar Hot Rod series is I and I kind of wish we had it on on the United Racing was what what did this car where did it come from beforehand because some of the history is just absolutely amazing and are you guys finding a shortage of parts for these cars or uh, and will we have to expand the years um sooner rather than later well the thing with us is um i got a really good body guy uh josh watson um he's my cousin uh, he's glenn watson's son um the guy's a genius with metal work right so um we make or he makes all my doors fenders and rear quarters so so my fenders the tops and the sides same with the rear quarters are all made out of one piece of sheet metal, um, but they're the same dimensions and everything as a as a stock fender. Um, same metal thickness and all that stuff. The only problem that we have are like front and rear bumpers. Trying to find those gets tough, um, but it's not. It's really not that bad to be honest with you. You know, like it's uh, you just like the, the stock bumpers are pretty thick material, so so they can they can be uh, pushed back into place if we have to. But uh, I kind of tore up the front bumper this past weekend, so I have to do a little welding on it. But that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with them a little bit. I know uh, GTA; he's done some work for Amanda Balsam's car, and I know the rules can be a little bit tricky. So it's the roof that has to be original factory, correct? Yep. Uh, trunk lid and the roof. Sorry, not the roof. The hood. Uh, you can have a fiberglass hood if you want. Okay. Just because the the it, it's hard to get the hoods, like for a stock car, and also they're so heavy. Yes, you know, but we're allowed to run a fiberglass hood if we if we want. So you just you can get a late model hood, and then you just cut it to the dimensions you need, and you're good to go. So you mentioned uh, Glenn Watson, uh, so he's pretty big in the super late model scene. Yep, is that something you plan on running again at any point, or I, we still got the car. Um, I don't know what our future holds for that right now. Um, we were up at sunset there and watched the super late race and obviously we want to get it back out, but it's just, uh, we have a shop space issue, <laughs> you know, like, like we have three TQs, a super stock, the hot rod. So it's just, we just need a bigger shop right now to, uh, to be able to build another car, you know? So like the super's been parked here. So it needs a bunch of work to, uh, like a bunch of maintenance to get her back up to par, but uh, I don't know. I, I can see it happening at some point. It's a class that I think we at the podcast really don't have enough 
knowledge of, um, but it has a really big following. Um, I don't know if it's maybe it's not out there as much on social media, if it's um, competitors. I know there's some really, really great drivers in that division. Um, But for yourself, Tyler, I know you've even uh, toyed at the possibility of OSS. I threw it out there that there was cars out there. Really, what haven't you been in in a class uh, so far in your career? Because you've kind of done a, a large majority of it. Well, yeah, like I haven't, like I've run uh, supers, um, I've run four cylinders, I've run lay models, um, the hot rods. You know, I, I'd like, I'd love to try anything. You know, like um, maybe prolate. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't even mind trying a legend one day, maybe a TQ one day. I don't know. Like I'm a big dude, so like it's hard to get in these little cars, you know. But uh, even OSS, like it's, it's just my problem is it's just the time. You know, like like I like to keep my program like spot on. So when you try to throw a lot of other stuff into the mix, it's it's really hard to focus on your own stuff, right? So that's and and money too. You know, like it's it's big money to run all this stuff. So it's just uh, I don't know. Like, well, you never know what the future holds. You know, well, even I, modified, I, I'd love to hop into modified one day too, and just yeah, I've never done. It. So I'd like to try that. Even dirt. I'd like to I'd like to go do some dirt late mall racing. I I kind of love everything that I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, uh, Tyler, it, it's 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 great to hear. But I actually was going to ask another question about the hot rods before we switch. That um, what is there a class or a type of car that you have not seen in the hot rod series yet that you would love to be racing up against? Because I mean, you've got some pretty good ones. Uh, Ryan Cowan's car out there. Oh, Kyle Woods's car out there. Obviously, yours is, is up there, Steve Book. I, 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 every time Books drives around in that little Studebaker, it just makes me smile, man. Um, you, is you, there one that you you haven't seen yet that you want to see out there? It, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard to, it's hard to say because like, there's just so many good ones that are already out there, right? right. But like, like when you see when you see it on TV and like GoPro videos and stuff, that doesn't give you like that doesn't justify what you actually see in your own eyes when you're running with these guys. Like these cars are so cool to look at, you know? And like, uh, I don't know. Like I like the big old boats, like that 44 car Like is a boat, man. Like to run up beside that thing. And like, it's just amazing, but I don't know. Like it, it's hard to, I would like, I would like to see somebody build a Corvette. Oh, That's what I would like to see. That would be hard to do. With like with the chassis, but uh, but I think that that's something that needs to needs to come out would be Corvette. Well, I've thrown it out there, and yeah. I don't know. It got a lot of laughs when we were talking with Parazinski, but I said, listen, the, the amount of listen, we're running low on cars, old cars, but you know what? There's tons of out there. There's old lo- old trucks and old vans. I'm just yeah. saying, we needed a vanning division. Uh, yeah, get those strip those old cube vans driving around and racetrack. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that like, sounds that, uh, a good intermission show for like uh, at a dirt track. <laughs> that, Brighton Speedway has uh, a van class. I think it runs bi-weekly or something like that. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, like I, I love that shit. Even the uh, at uh, full throttle when they get the chain races going, I love. <laughs> it. You know, it's amazing. 
it's, one it's, thing I think it's cool about Full Throttle is they do have a class of full-size trucks. Yeah. I think every asphalt track should have a class of full-size trucks. There's enough of them in the scrapyard to oh, sure. that's, convert over. That's the thing oh. I think that maybe people don't realize, really, is you think about... I mean, I remember our, our family having a Dodge Caravan, and it was a piece of crap. And I was like, you know what? We great for a piece of crap is to run it on a racetrack. Strip it down oh, wow. like a bone, like a bone stock, and just have like a bone stock uh, van division out at Sunset Speedway or out at, uh, like you said, let him do like at Brighton Speedway or something or Schwinken. You know, I'm saying oh, yeah. uh, money making endeavors right now because at the end of the day, if you can get somebody uh, partnering in because it's a van, you know, yeah. we've seen that uh, at Delaware and the uh, they've had the, they call them the grocery getters when they do the. Uh, uh, King of the Hills, but I want to see them actually race against other vans. Make it yeah, fun, it's, right? It would be awesome. Like I remember a long time ago when I was a little kid, Sunset used to have uh, the school bus races. But I believe that somebody owned all the buses, and then whoever won the heats during the night would drive those buses at intermission in a race or after the race. From what I remember, like that would be something that would be cool if they had like, a bunch of vans that were owned by a group of people that they would get the, the guys and the girls that won the races that night to have like a, a match for the night type deal, you know? I mean, it's perfect. And then I, you say buses too. I, I seen a, a T, an old TTC bus that was available uh, on uh, marketplace. I think it was. Yeah. And JRS has got stuff all the time. So, you know, Joel Robichaux, I'm telling you yeah. right now, buddy, we've got options. If you've got cars that you've got to get rid of, We'll yeah. take them and make a JRS vanning division or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be fun. There you go, Tyler. That There's your next division. Go win a championship. Yeah. yeah right. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think this is, uh, it's, it's excellent to hear um, that we have such great racing taking place across Ontario. Um, but Tyler, there's obviously still a fight between racetracks week in and week out, divisions week in and week out. One of the hardest questions, I think, to ask somebody that's involved in both racing series right now is the strength of the hot rod class. I think that Delaware race, the amount of cars that you guys had out there, the amount of racing, I mean, does Sunset will not, we're, let's not lie here, it is, it's a little bit less, um, less competitive but it's got a very good start. Why did you make the decision to race both? And is that going to continue? So my thing is, is uh, I want to race as much as humanly possible. You know, um, I've always been a big person of traveling around because I find when I travel at different tracks that I keep myself sharp. Like, for instance, we showed up at, uh, Delaware on Friday, right? So by the time I showed up to the feature, I gained seven tenths. Okay, so that, and even on Sunday, I was even faster. So I improved myself. So I'm always, I'm learning. I'm learning how to adapt. Um, I did the Saturday night shows at Barry Speedway for years and years and years. And I love doing that. It's it's a lot cheaper to go run local racing. Um, like this weekend, um, I had a major issue with my truck. You know, we blew transmission in the truck and all that kind of stuff. So it got expensive this weekend. But, like, it doesn't matter 
where the racing is, I'm going to be there, you know? So I want to support sunset as much as possible. I love that track. I like the people there. You know what I mean? It's good racing. Everybody there is awesome. And same with Oscar and the APC guys. Like, like they're all doing amazing for themselves or for that class as well. Right. So it just, it, it just really sucks when there's overlap races, you know, and unfortunately the overlap races for the hot rods and the sunset hot rods are is solvable speedway. And I love solvable speedway. So it's, it's a toss up for me to pick. And I'm just, and the only, the only argument that won that was where my sponsors want me. Right. And without my sponsors, I wouldn't be here. So that's what the final, my final decision was. So the first time we went to sunset, I don't know what's going to happen with the next overlap race. You know what I mean? We'll have to see when the time comes. So, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, that's hard because Sabo only has, I believe, two months of the year to actually operate, right? So I always try yeah. to make a point to get there once a year at least. Yeah, and then like we have, we have a bunch of fans that are up there too that uh, I like to support. And I just I just love the racetrack. Like it, it's tough. Um, fast. Every, it is fast. And every race you go out, the car's different, you know? Like I don't know if it, if it has to do with the – humidity there or something but it's just you're always learning and i've learned i've like that track is probably one of the tracks i've learned the most at of how to adapt to different conditions so you were talking about trying to travel around as much as possible um obviously just kind of sticking with sunset and the oscar this year but what has uh some traveling you have done before to some tracks that you've you'd like to go back to one day well jucos is a big one you know, um, oh, yeah. that place fun. Uh, we're going to Brighton again with the uh, Oscar. That's really fun to to throw our hands in some dirt for a night. Um, but we pretty much hit every other track. You know, we're we're up at full throttle there in a couple weeks. Um, I haven't been there in a few years. Last time I was there, I was in my super late. So um, excited to go back there. You know, and uh, you know, if we just if we had more time, I'd be traveling a lot more. You know, but it's just it's hard. But, uh, but yeah, we pretty much, I think we're going to pretty much hit every track this season, except uh, for Grand Bend. I don't think we're at Grand Bend, but we're going to be everywhere else. No, I'm excited to go back to Peterborough, too. I love that place as well. Will you be coming to Peterborough for the Autumn Colors this year? Oh, yeah, we'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah, can't miss yeah. yeah, can't <laughs> miss that. No, 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 yeah, yeah. can't miss it. And yeah, uh, yeah. It, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I think. I think we'll we'll wrap up kind of before we get to your your partners, um, Tyler. But where did the nickname Kodiak come from? Because I hear Brendan Doherty use it for the um, the race calls, and I'm like, that's a great nickname. First off, so who where did that come from? So uh, so back in the day, uh, they used to call my dad the Bear, right? So then um, it was actually Spencer Lewis that came up with the the Kodiak name for me. Um, and it was, it was just funny. Cause he just, he mentioned it to me and asked me how I liked it when he was doing the announcing at sunset. And I'm like, you know, what's funny about that? And I told him the story about them calling my dad, the bear, like oh, on the side of my dad's helmet, he had a, had a bear on it and all that kind of stuff. And so it just, it's just kind of stuck since then. So, so if you're Kodiak, what's Daniel? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call like, him the you're not cub. <laughs> On the cub, I was trying to think of something bear to call him, but uh, I don't know. I haven't, 
haven't really come up with a nickname. Like like a lot of the there's a couple guys that started calling the Golden Boy, so that's kind of what we call them. So. <laughs> well, Tyler, um, you have some amazing partners on the number two. They get you to the racetrack um, at Sunset and in the Oscar Hot Rod Series, and um, I absolutely love seeing you in both. Uh, you're one of my my favorites to watch out there. Um, the battle that you and Amanda had a couple weeks ago um, was phenomenal. She was chasing, trying to chase you down. And I absolutely think you guys are, and that's what I mean. Like in, in a way, I kind of feel like you and, um, and Tom Walters, you know, her, uh, you guys are all kind of building that class and you've got some other guys coming out, uh, obviously Bromley sometimes and um, uh, Paul senior, um, you've got a class, you've got a, a good route there that can grow very, very well. And it, it seems like, again, you're in both. Um, but if you're in both championships in the potential to win both championships, what are you going to do then? Because you're going to have to make a decision, like you said, either or. But those partners on your number two, Beaumont, get you there each and every week. Who do you want to thank? Uh, first and foremost, I think uh, Tire Depot of Barry. Um, we had some motor issues uh, a few weeks ago, and they stepped up huge, helped me out. You know, anybody that needs any kind of tire for anything, make sure you give them a call. Talk to Daryl or Mike; they'll help anybody out. Just tell them that I sent you. You know, and you'll get you'll get a discount and all that stuff. They're good guys, man. They do everything they can to help everybody out. Uh, Fox's Bakery in Delhi. You know, they've been with me since my force owner days. You know, Steve Fox. You know, like you can't get much better of a person than than him and his wife janice you know they're amazing people they're the same man like if i need something they're they're there instantly to to help me um i gotta thank um you know image wraps um you know he designed my number this year for me um makes the decals look amazing mm-hmm. when i need decals they're there instantly like like that afternoon he has them made um i gotta thank my brother uh hmcw you know it's we probably on race days, we probably call each other 15 times each to bounce ideas off each other. Um, FCR Racing, my buddy Adam, he does my spotting for me and and uh, helps me in the pits, and he helps me out huge. You know, um, uh, Xander, um, I'm going to call him my crew chief. You know, if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to make these races. He's at the shop with me every single night. Um, uh, Simcoe gases, you know, they give us, uh, they supply me with all my welding gases and nitrogen for my tires and all that stuff. So, so they're in the Innisfil. So if anybody in the area needs any welding supplies or anything like that, make sure you check them out. Um, yeah, like it's, uh, you know, Josh Watson, he doesn't have his business anymore, but you know, if somebody needs something special custom made, you might be a good guy to reach out to. And yeah, I just, you know, we're just here having fun and, Putting smiles on everybody's faces, you know. Well, one of the exciting things that we're really excited about is we're not sure when it's going to happen, but the invitation was put out on on Jumbo Media's podcast and um, stickers and scuffs. So one of the things that we really want to do is get to uh, smaller race shops and and, and see um, how things are done. And and one of the names that we are going to focus on would be um, obviously Han Motorsports. So we're excited about that. Also, potentially uh, SNS driver in the future. We just haven't made, been able to to work that out yet. Uh, always kind of, yeah. We'll we'll find we'll find a way. Um, it'll yeah. happen. But uh, Wade, before we wrap up, uh, what do you have to say for uh, for to Tyler Hahn? 
just want to say good luck uh, this year with the Sunset Point Chase and the Oscar Point Chase. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. It was good meeting you. Good meeting you, too. Thanks, man. It, it, we're, we're bringing people together here on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast and uh, Wade Yarrow coming in as a pinch hitter for Graydon Bunn, who forgot it was podcast day, and I'm never going to let him live that down. Well, um, you can't. No. <laughs> Tyler won't uh, either. Uh, no. No. Next <laughs> win, next victory lane interview. Okay. Graydon Bunn, you forgot about me. <laughs> we'll make sure that we do that but uh tyler obviously the best of luck love seeing you at the racetrack love chatting with you it's it's always an honor and um thank you i mean you sent some some kind words my way when i was uh down and out so um you know i really appreciate it and uh we're all one big family here and uh we're going to continue to support the han motorsports family this season i've got to think though that with fox's bakery in delhi you must be loaded in terms of meals at the racetrack that sounds like a i have always thought about that like man what a great partner to have yeah yeah like they're awesome absolutely awesome yeah we might have to get some of those samples huh yeah yeah come on down anytime (laughs) (laughs) you hear it foxes let's go uh thanks to our friend uh Joel Robichaux for uh, and JRS Auctions. Make sure you uh, bid on their stuff. Auction starts today. Lots of great stuff in the auction this week. So uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll catch you all next week on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast.